Hello, DSM listeners. Thank you for joining us on another edition of the DSM Culture Cast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld. Today, we are joined by Barbara Stinson, president of the World Food Prize Foundation, which recognizes and celebrates agricultural sustainability to increase the quality, quantity, and availability of food for all. Barbara, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you today? I am just fine. Thank you. That's awesome to hear. And in case our listeners didn't know, food insecurity is an issue near and dear to our heart here at DSM Magazine and Business Publications, our parent company. We recently launched a campaign called Iowa Stops Hunger in partnership with Hy-Vee to bring awareness and action to hunger within, within our state. You can find out more at iowastopshunger.com. But with Barbara, we'll be chatting about what the World Food Prize has been doing uh, during the pandemic to continue achieving its very important mission. If you want to hear more conversations like this one with leaders around Greater Des Moines arts, culture, food, and philanthropy, please subscribe to our podcast feed. We're on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and more. Last week, we chatted with Amy Day at Living History Farms about what they've all done during these past few months. We also dived into some of their future plans, so make sure to check that one out if you haven't yet. All right. Back to Barbara and the World Food Prize. Barbara, first off, you'd only been in your role for a few months before the pandemic hit earlier this year. Uh, that must have been just really crazy for you. What was it like uh, to kind of have to adjust on the fly there just a few months into your ten- tenure? Yes, it was uh, absolutely a little bit crazy. So I moved here, uh, started my position January 6th, and by March 17th, everybody was going home and we were launched into the midst of a pandemic. Uh, So we immediately as a staff pivoted to try to offer all of our various programs and activities online. And I have to say the staff has just done an incredible job. Uh, We offered immediately an institute in the Netherlands for students there in in the Netherlands uh, two weeks later online entirely instead of all flying into uh, the country and trying to manage it as we normally do. So 25 institutes later and several digital dialogues, I would say the entire staff has pivoted and we are now, as everyone is, operating in a virtual world. Yeah, for sure. And that's been the word of the pandemic and a word that's uh, frequently appeared on this podcast is pivot. How quickly did you pivot and what were some of the maybe the road bumps that you saw? Uh, How did you have to adjust during the pandemic, I guess? Well, we've adjusted really everything. Uh, We all work remotely. Everybody's challenged with that. Uh, Our pivot was to within two weeks, we had we were supposed to be flying into the Netherlands, producing for uh, 50 to 100 students in the Netherlands, a whole day long experience. We turned it into a remote experience where everybody could dial in. We bought Zoom like everybody bought Zoom and uh, organized everyone in two weeks to be able to offer their papers and have discussions and roundtable discussions and bring in experts. And it, it really enabled us to increase the diversity of participation, uh, which was great and enabled us to um, dive into the issues for, in a different way trying to address gosh, what does it really mean uh, when uh, systems are shutting down, food is not as available, uh, food is also being uh, trashed and, you know, having to be uh, disposed of. And so I I think it also shifted the nature of our discussions right away. Yeah, and that's what the next point I wanted to get to. Obviously, the pandemic has exacerbated food insecurity across the globe. How do you view your mission during these times? 
Well, our mission is uh, really to elevate uh, the innovations and the work of those who are trying to feed the world. So what we're trying to do is support those that are really out there on the ground trying to improve nutrition, uh, bring technologies to farmers, uh, increase the productivity of farmers, uh, and, and, uh, improve the science, improve the seeds, all of these various uh, important activities. And our job is, is sort of a magnifying glass. We magnify the work of those. Well, it's so important in this time that that work continue. That work has to accelerate, actually. So we hope our mission is still quite relevant because what we're trying to do is take our global stage, if you will, our the foundation's uh, convenings that we conduct every year, the award that we offer in the form of the World Food Prize every year to a lead scientist, researcher, uh, field work, field scientist, uh, to, to try to bring to these ind individuals the, the support that they need to uh, to accelerate the uh, introduction of all of these uh, activities to the rest of the world. Yeah, and, and just in your role uh, being involved in this, just how bad has the pandemic made food insecurity across the globe? What are some things that you've seen um, that have only gotten worse? Yeah, there's uh, there's so many examples, uh, it, it really in, on every continent of the problems of uh, food supply chains, access to markets, farmers not being able to get their own food to market, to open their markets. Uh, so the uh, plus disease spreading and uh, incomes uh, with the shutdowns throughout the, the world, uh, incomes being reduced. So the impacts are, are so significant, particularly for uh, those that are less fortunate in general or relying on subsistence uh, food production and farming. So what we see is uh, really the whole global community mobilizing to try to accelerate our act, act, uh, the recovery processes to understand what the food resilience, the food system resilience cracks are, the problems are, and to try to transcend those. Uh, to try to build back better, that's what you hear now all the time. Yeah. How do we build back better and um, in, continue to improve the sustainability of agricultural production, continue to do more with less, uh, continue to address climate change, even in a time when we're concerned just about putting food on people's tables. Uh, how do we advance all of this so that things don't get even worse? Sure. And, and by global community, uh, I guess, who, who are some of the big players or people you've worked with? Well, we work uh, with uh, with really all the major sectors in the global food security system. So we work with the uh, large companies. Corteva is uh, a large seed production company here in uh, the Des Moines area. Uh, we work with uh, Bayer Crop Science. We work with Syngenta, many other big companies. Uh, we work with the Global Farmers Network here uh, out of Des Moines that has a whole network around the world of local farmers uh, innovating and doing incredible things. We, we work with the UN agencies uh, that are trying to deliver food, uh, the World Food Program, the Food and Agriculture Organization, work with major universities all over the country, all over the world, we, and, and particularly their agricultural uh, agriculture departments. Uh, and, and we work with big research centers and uh, science uh, uh, areas uh, in 
maize and corn, in wheat, in rice, in all the major science centers around the world. Uh, so those are some of our partners, but uh, it's also uh, environmental organizations, uh, civil society organizations. We really try to bring together uh, multiple stakeholders to try to solve these really difficult global challenges. Well, that's a lot of players, and it's great to hear that there's so many people involved in, in trying to make this uh, you know, better. Uh, what are some of the uplifting stories you've seen uh, during the pandemic? Anything that um, would be good to share to spread some positivity? Well, I just think it's tremendous how uh, everybody's mobilizing online and uh, very effectively trying to continue the uh, development of good science, the delivery of uh, projects that have real impact, uh, and then and because they're providing that information online, uh, everybody has more access to it. So you have thousands of people participating in a meeting that you know occurs every year that's really only attended by 100. Um, so the information is spread further. Um, the results hopefully uh, get taken up and mobilized, scaled up quicker. Um, we're, I, I think we're going to see some acceleration of the positive work that's going on because everyone is devoted to continue to get the information, the studies, the results, the technologies, the tools out to everyone. That's just continuing, uh, it, it, well, accelerating. I mean, just everybody seems to be devoted to that. It's helping a lot. So. That's one, I mean, that's a very big generalization. You also see on the ground, uh, people recognizing, okay, we have food shortages, but we have food dumping. So how do we connect these two? Through food banks, through um, restaurant service uh, groups that are getting together, uh, and, and really the commodity groups also trying to um, deliver livestock, uh, eggs, uh, milk, et cetera. So um, there have been some, some great success stories. Really, I think in every state here in the United States, there's examples. That's great to hear. What about you at the World Food Prize? What's the future look like for you as of now? Well, we are pleased to be hosting our October events virtually. So we have a full week of events planned for the week of October 12th, which is when we celebrate World Food Day around the world. And also we'll uh, give our uh, 2020 laureate uh, his World Food Prize through a lovely but remote virtual ceremony. Uh, so all of that. So we're, we're uh, looking forward to uh, continuing our tradition of elevating the innovations, the actions that are going out, going on in the world, um, to bring attention to the successes, and uh, and to, con to continue the investments where where they most need to be made. So, uh, but that's really our focus for the next sixty days to get ready for October events and uh, give that pe give people that opportunity to share their information, to network. Uh, so. Uh, worldfoodprize.org is our website and our Borlaug Dialogue uh, and, and week of events with the Iowa Hunger Summit and the Global Youth Institute will all proceed in the two weeks following October 12th. Great. We'll definitely be uh, keeping our eye on October and we hope our audience does as well. Uh, Barbara, it's been a pleasure chatting and, and learning more about the great work you all are doing over there at the World Food Prize. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you, and uh, best of luck, and uh, look forward to connecting with you again. Yeah, and best of luck to you all again. And, and for more information on the World Food Prize, 
Uh, like Barbara said, go to worldfoodprize.org. That's worldfoodprize.org. And just a reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast to hear more episodes like this. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher. Honestly, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. And uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks.